Welcome to Where Will You Go? The FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go? As we seek to advance the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God from here to the least reached people's own planet Earth today in the pod, it's part three with Kevin and Michael. We're going to be talking about going. If Let's you missed go. giving and praying, go back and listen because today we're going. Hope you'll stick around. All right, welcome to the pod, Michael, again. Yes, great to be here. If you could only be here with us and see us in action, it's oh. it's a work of art. Oh, yes. You've already been with us as we talked about praying. You heard me and Michael discuss praying and some practical ways to pray. You have been with us as we talked about giving last time, and now today we're talking about going. But before we get into going, I just want to I just want to give an example of giving that I didn't share last time. Okay. I was in a church, and they had a debt I was not responsible for, by the way. But I was responsible for it once I became their pastor. <clears throat> and they owed about $850,000 on right. this debt. And they had a man in the church that was wealthy. And this was during a turn in the stock market. Mm. He comes into my office. I'll never forget this. He comes to my office. He's absolutely distraught that he had lost $850,000 in the stock market over a period of a few days. Whoa. And I did the math in my head really quickly. We owe, how much should I say? About $850,000 right. debt. He knew it. He was part of the one, part of the, the group that borrowed the money. So he knew. And he has lost $850,000 in the stock market over a period of a few days. And I thought... He could have flushed that money in the stock market, or he could have paid off our church's debt. Mm. And in a sense, you know, we look at that and go, wow, what a what a loser, you know. But the reality is we all are that way, you know, oh, yeah. as we look at eternity, as we look at the need, as we look at the opportunities, and then how little we give and how unfaithful we are in our giving and how poor we are at stewardship of reducing our luxuries in order to give more we all are this guy maybe not 850 right, maybe right, you michael right. maybe you're 850,000 oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know we all are yeah. this guy and i just think it's something we have to be cautious about and careful about that we are allowing the lord to analyze our saving our spending our investing our giving and how that relates to eternity. So that's just a little encouraging story to start us off oh, before we man. talk about going. You know, there's two sides to this missions thing. There's sending, and we send by praying and giving, and there's the going side. And, you know, William Carey said, I'll go down in the well, speaking of India, the mission field, I'll go down in the well if you, speaking to his church, will be faithful to hold the ropes. Mm-hmm. I don't let the rope go while I'm in the well or I'm going to the bottom. Wow. You hold on to the ropes and, and I'll go down into the well. And the reality is, is if I'm holding the rope at the top of the well while the missionary goes down in the well, the pressure on his hands should be no stronger than the pressure on my hands. We're each holding the rope. The weight's the same. But unfortunately, it seems a lot of times that the calluses on the missionary's hands are thicker than the calluses on our hands as cinders, and they really should be equal. We should sacrifice equally as senders as they do as goers because 
we're all in this together, right? right. But now we come to the to the going part, and you know what is a what do we think about when we think about scripture and going? Help us out. Yeah, uh, well, we see in Acts chapter thirteen, we know Acts is the beginning of the church, and and I just want to read these first three verses from Acts chapter thirteen, and uh, we see the the church uh, sending off uh, and, and going, sending two to go. Uh, to advance the gospel uh, throughout the world. So here in Acts chapter 13, verse 1 says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menanian, who was also brought up with Herod the Tyarch, and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them, then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Mm. It's interesting as you read that those verses, right? First off, you see the, the how the gospel brings about a unity among these different people from different nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see these Simon who is who is called Niger from different part of the world and all these different people, but as as they are ministering, they're worshiping to the Lord, they're fasting. Uh, God uh, speaks to his church and tells mm. them, hey, set apart these men and send them out uh, to see my kingdom advance uh, throughout the world. There's several things that stood out to me. And I, I mean, how many times have we read this passage of Scripture, but you just see fasting being part of the recognition of who the Holy Spirit is setting apart, and then fasting as part of the affirmation and the sending of them. You see them fasting as the Holy Spirit speaks. You see them fasting as they send. Mm-hmm. And you see that they chose some of the teachers, some of those who are qualified to be leaders. Wow, send the out their church. best. Like they sent out their best, those yep. who we thought were most valuable maybe to mm-hmm. the church. I would think Saul and Barnabas were, were pretty valuable guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and they're not sending unqualified people out. Like yeah. you don't you don't want to send someone that you wouldn't let be a pastor in your church, right? Honestly, to be a full time missionary. Why would you export someone? You're like, well, I wouldn't want that guy serving at my church. I wouldn't want that guy being my pastor. I wouldn't want him being on staff or minister or an elder at my church. Send him over there. Mm. That's not what we see here. No, no. We see the church recognizing the leaders, the Holy Spirit selecting certain leaders and sending them out. And I think we've, would you say that we have over the years, maybe we're coming back around full circle, but would you say over the years that we've kind of separated mission sending from the church? Mm. Or is it, I mean, or am I just reading that wrong? Yeah, it seems like there are so many different like organizations that have all these mission trips you can, you can go on and apply to be a part of this campus outreach or whatever it might be. Um, But God's original plan is for the local church. The local church has the responsibility to make disciples Mm -hmm. of all nations. So the local church is supposed to identify who the Holy Spirit may be called. So if I come come to, I think ideally, if I say, I sense a call to missions, I think God's calling me to be a missionary, and I come and talk to the pastors, and I come and talk to the elders and the church leaders, and they say, uh, we think you might be mistaken. 
Well, do I stomp my foot and say, well, I know God's calling me and head out. Does he call me independently of the church normally? Oh, of course not. Yeah, I mean, it's the those people that know you, uh, you should be involved in the local church. And as a result of your involvement in the local church, the elders, the pastors, they see your gifting, they recognizing, hey, man, uh, as you come to them, they will— they shouldn't be that surprised. They shouldn't be like, "Whoa, where do you come mm. from? You want to go? What are you talking about?" And uh, you're not here, but once a year, <laughs> yeah. And now you want to go to Africa. You want us to send you wherever. But yeah, those who are faithful, and uh, we shouldn't be surprised uh, for those that that God's calls out. But it's those who are who have shown their faithfulness uh, to the local church. As I was wrestling with my decision, um my family had gone out of town and I stayed here for, I, I can't remember. I just did. I needed to be here. So I stayed here for that week while they were gone. And I set aside three days where I fasted and I prayed and I was in the word. Um, first time I've ever fasted three days. It was way easier than I dreamed it would be. I think it was because I was so consumed with hearing from the Lord and praying. Right. But one of the things that I saw during that time that I hadn't seen before um, was in Second Timothy chapter 1. And, and listen to what Paul says. He says, this letter's from Paul, which is normal, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. He says, I've been sent out to tell others about the life he has promised through faith in Jesus Christ. And I think, uh, I think automatically our minds may go to, he was sent out by Jesus. Yeah, Jesus made him on the road to Damascus. But then when you read Acts 13, right. I wonder. He's already said, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. I've been chosen to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Then he says, and I've been sent out to tell others. I think he could have been referring back to Antioch, sending him out. I, Christ chose me to be an apostle, and I was sent out for the work of the gospel. And one of the things that I concluded, one of the several things I concluded had to happen was I had to have the affirmation of my church. If I had... You guys telling me, eh, you know, and all of you were kind of going, oh, we don't really think you should leave. But I, none of you said, what is the wrong, what's the matter with you? You know, there's no way you're going to do any kind of mission work. If I didn't have the affirmation of pastors, if I didn't have the affirmation of the church and their willingness to say, I'm going to get behind you and send you, I decided at that point, no, I can't mm -hmm. do this without a church, without the church that knows me saying, yes, we approve of you. And I think that's important. If you're considering missions and you're considering going yeah we're talking long term here but let's just even back that up to short term you need the affirmation of your church you need the approval of your church to send you if you're going to go i think that's basic scripture level now when we come back in just a moment we're going to talk about some practical ways that you can go do you have anything else you want to throw in there from the Bible before we get to the practical stuff, like the Bible's not practical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of verses we could talk about, but uh, yeah, I think those are uh, those are good solid ground to stand. That's on. right. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that one in Second Timothy. That was good. Point that out. Good deal. Well, book of the month. We've had several books of the month. Um, John Piper, "Let the Nations Be Glad," is one we're encouraging you to read. Uh, we've also encouraged you to read Missions by Andy Johnson. We've encouraged you to read The Strangers Next Door by J.D. Payne. We've encouraged you to read Mission Smart by David Frazier. Those are all great books. We want to encourage you, if you haven't read any of them or one of them, pick them up, read them, 
Mission Smart by David Frazier will help you practically navigate getting to the mission field. The Strangers Next Door by J.D. Payne will help you think about reaching the internationals in your neighborhood, in your neck of the woods. Missions by Andy Johnson helps you think through how the church should go about sending missionaries and supporting missionaries and encouraging missionaries. And then Let the Nations Be Glad by John Piper points us to the reality that missions is about worship. We want to make worshipers of Christ. Pick up one of those books, all of those books, some of those books. Read them. Be encouraged. Be challenged. All right, Michael, you got a high schooler. They say, I'm, I'm, I'm a high schooler. I'm not qualified to be an elder or pastor, but I'm trying to walk with the Lord, and, and you see some evidence of that. What are some ways I can go? How can I go, Michael? Well, there's all sorts of different options. Uh, I want to encourage you, first off, just to go as you're going, right, uh, mm-hmm. to recognize as we talked about the Great Commission, uh, you mentioned in your ser- in in your sermons always mentioned like as you're going, who who is it that I can share the gospel with? Who is it that I'm praying for? My city, my town, my neighborhood, my school, wherever it might be. Um, and so, uh, but as God burns your heart more and more for not only the people here that you're in contact with all the time, but uh, maybe those where there's even a greater need, where there's not as many churches, where there's not as many Christians and and uh, resources for uh, to know about the Lord. Um, there's all sorts of uh, different options, and obviously the the number one option would be your your local church. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, your local church is involved in in missions uh, in some capacity. Uh, here at FBC Tallahoma, we have. Uh, several different partnerships we're continuing to work on, uh, whether it be New York, Germany, North Africa, Southeast Asia. And so uh, we want to encourage you to, to be a part of that trip. Go um, by the mission wall. Oh, here Go comes the, the mission plug. wall. Here comes the, the plug. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this from inside source, you know, with COVID slowing things down uh, in a lot of our partnerships, you know, the missions committee is looking at ways we can engage closer to home internationals and take an international mission trip, even Murfreesboro, Nashville area, or somewhere closer to home where, where international travel is not, not an issue. But go, you're saying go through your local church, team up with the people that know you and, and invest in some of those areas. Don't go rogue. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you want to be a, a faithful uh, church member. I think that's in, uh, really important. And, and then as you've had in podcast. Uh, in the past, you had Mark Puckett on, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, and maybe your church is not um, doesn't have the resources, maybe. Um, but I might doubt that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not investing the resources, right? <laughs> right, right. And the association, our local association, uh, Mark Puckett, he they have several trips that they go on. See how you can get plugged in there. And as well as, of course, as a Southern Baptist Church, uh, we support the International Mission Board. And so the International Mission Board, you can go on imb.org mm-hmm. and uh, backslash students for those who are younger. And they have listed there several different opportunities, those from short-term trips for a week to three weeks. They have summer mission trips. They have 
semester long mm. mission trips and as well as um, opportunities after you graduate um, after you graduate college to go two years uh, as a journeyman. And so uh, there's all sorts of different opportunities out there uh, for you if you're just willing to go. And I just read about, and I, I like this because I'm not a big advocate of somebody graduating high school, diving right into college, and just, you know, falling into the rat race of life. Um, but I, I just recently read about the International Mission Board launching a program as a gap year, a gap year program where when you graduate high school, if you're considering a call to missions are considering missions as your future that you can you can go with the International Mission Board. They will do some training. They will pair you up with a missionary, and for a year you can serve as an IMB missionary right out of high school. Obviously, they're going to put that put you in places that are conducive to your maturity level. And then, as that goes well, then you go to college, serve through college, and then go as a journeyman like like you went as a journeyman. What what did your journeyman experience do for you? Oh man, it was uh, it was incredible time uh really um the journeyman program is uh, a great program um you get before you go you go to richmond which is where the home of the international mission board is and you're there for six to eight weeks doing training uh and there you're it's almost like a mini seminary um and so you uh learn teach you about the Bible and church and, and just uh, a lot of different training. And then obviously being in another culture, a, a different country, it just really opens your eyes to the needs of the world and just um, and God's heart for the nations. And so, uh, yeah, I would definitely encourage you to check out that program, pray about that program. Uh, it was a, a, a great um uh, catalyst uh, in my life when God used it really to grow me and sharpen me and hopefully I was uh, uh, saw some fruit or some mm-hmm. uh, benefit as as uh, in going. So as a young person, go through your local church. Yep. Go during the gap. You go. You can go with a gap year program yep. with the IMB. You can go as a college student with your college. You can do study abroad. Study abroad. Most yep. colleges have a partnership with a, another university in another country. You can go without losing your scholarship. You can go without losing your place in school. And you can study overseas and get to know people from other countries. Right. Um, then you can go as a journeyman and and more. There's more opportunities, obviously. So, Yeah, lots of different opportunities out there. So what do you think about uh, – so that's for students. Uh, what, what opportunities are out there for adults? Well, since we were uh, beating the IMB drum – I can hit that again. You can go as a full-time missionary with the IMB, but, um, that, you know, and there's really two options there. So there's one, you go as a full-time, like, church planner, and you can go in as, you know, an English teacher if necessary, or you go in as a as a fill-in-the-blank. You know, you have some kind of platform, and you work full-time as a church planner. And the IMB also now is um, finding people who may be an accountant or an engineer or can get a job overseas it opens doors for people who who maybe can't get in with religious degrees only these folks can get in with engineering degrees teaching degrees nursing degrees accounting degrees and then join the imb team as a full-time missionary who works a full-time job right and still be part of that team the problem with imb if you want to call it a problem is they're a big organization and they have a system and that system includes you know your seminary training 
You have to have a certain amount of seminary training to go as a full-time missionary with IMB. Um, it includes health screening. If you have certain health concerns, it may not be a real concern. They can That can be a concern for the IMB, and then they don't send you. Uh, they have pretty restrictive guidelines that you need to go through in, yeah. or, in order yeah. to be an IMB missionary. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot of times because right there – you're not raising your own support. Mm-hmm. So I guess part of that is they're going to cover cover your medical costs. They're going to mm-hmm. cover all your housing. They're going to cover all these different things. And so I guess they... They're going to make sure they cover it on the people that are the best investment and from their perspective. Um, so that kind of limits some people. And I think there's obviously many other organizations. Uh, oh, yeah. For instance, I think... What fit my experience in education better was reaching and teaching, you know, going and, and training pastors, teaching pastors, and helping facilitate pastoral training. That fit my experience in education right. better. If you're a pastor and you're like, I can't see any other way but to be a pastor, there's an international church website you can go to to see open churches mm-hmm. around the world that are English-speaking, made up from people from all over the world, but they, they, they're expats. They come to Rabat, Morocco, or they come to... Dubai and the UAE, or they come to Alexandria, Egypt, or they come to Nicosia, Cyprus, or they come to Guatemala, wherever right. these internationals work, then they have a, an international church. You can go in and preach in English, and that's a way to get into another country and utilize that church there, mobilize that church there to reach local people as much as you're able. Um, there's um, you know, African Inland Mission, there's Heart Cry, there's Frontiers, there, we could go on and on and on. There are ways to go. And even, you know, through your job, if you're an engineer, sometimes your job can send you overseas if you allow them to do that. The opportunities are endless. And I would say if we were just to put this podcast in one sentence, which some of you are saying, why don't you just do that? It would be, (laughs) go talk to your pastors. They can help you. They can help you. It may take some time. may take some uh, creativity. But if God has stirred your heart, they can help you go. Short-term, mid-term, Long term, don't ignore the calling of God because we're not promised tomorrow. Let's let's spend our lives. Yeah, and retirement too as well. Uh, I meant to mention that. So tell us about that. What is the IMB? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but the IMB has a program where you, when you're retired, they send you. Yeah. Um, we, we know of Bob Coder that the church worked with in Honduras who did all of his work down there in his retirement. Don't waste your retirement. If you have your health and a fat 401k, do something with it, productive. Um, do something with it to reach the nations. There's There are opportunities from young to old. Don't waste those opportunities. We hope to be hearing from somebody young soon about their experience on mission, and um, we hope you'll stick around for that. But just take the opportunities the Lord lays before you, and if he doesn't lay any before you, look for some. That's right. Look for some and go. So we want to be prayers. We want to be givers. We want to be goers. We want to be senders or goers, not disobeyers, right? That's for sure. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, Michael, for coming back to the pod again. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do it again. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Thank you for joining us today again. Hey, this is a perfect episode to remind you to go by the Mission Wall again. Check it out. Pray for us as we seek to navigate where and how the church can be connected around the world and even closer by during these more difficult times to travel. Read those books of the month and make sure you come back and join us in the pod. 
for the next Where Will You Go? FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast. God bless.